You are listening to the Techie Leadership Show with Bogdan and Andrei. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Techie Leadership Show. Today we have with us we have Nedelko Milankov yet again for our last but not least favorite episode in our self-hosted mini-series. And today we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about how to block ads and prevent traffic uh, in your home network and also how to monitor your services. Because let's say that you have you have a self-hosted mail server, you have a self-hosted YouTube, you have, you have a self-hosted file server. So you want to get notified when something goes down uh, so that you take uh, appropriate actions. So privacy and security. Privacy and security, yeah. Um, cool. We can start with privacy. Um, yeah, let's start with privacy because I feel that's the biggest thing when you start self-hosting. It's like the major benefit you get from self-hosting. So how yeah. can you increase even more the privacy that the self-hosting mm-hmm. services offer you? So there are two, there are two ways. First is to use uh, a third-party service like, uh, like a DNS. So a DNS for people that are not familiar, that's a domain name server. So basically when you write, uh, when you write amazon.com, uh, you actually ask a DNS server to return an IP address for that name. And uh, this is how computers connect. This is how websites work. So basically behind amazon.com, there is an IP address, it's a number that your computer connects to get the web page. So the easiest way to implement some some privacy control and ad blocking is to add uh, a different DNS server. So uh, you can add in your router. So you go to the settings of your router and there is a field that says uh, DNS. So you can add, there is a a company, it's called uh, AdGuard. Uh, so you can add uh, their DNS server. And what it does is every time you open a website, uh, your router is uh, pinging that DNS server uh, to get the IP address. And they have a list of, uh, of domain names that are related to tracking. Basically analytics software, so Google Analytics or other analytics software they do is so you open Amazon, you open Amazon.com, and Amazon.com includes uh, all these uh, tracking domains. Uh, so when when the uh, when the DNS server sees these names, it just returns zero. So your web browser is not opening them, and therefore it's not loading these uh, tracking uh, scripts on the website. And therefore, it's not able to, to track you. So this is the a very simple and universal solution because if you deploy it on your on your router, uh, when you are on Wi-Fi, uh, all the connections that go through that uh, DNS server, it will not allow uh, connections that are related to tracking. And this list gets updated every week, every month. It has uh, tens of thousands of, uh, of sites related to, uh, to traffic, to, to, to tracking. And also they have a second 
in which is for safe browsing. So basically, if you wanna uh, if you wanna restrict some explicit content or, for example, pornography, you can uh, you can add this uh, DNS server to your router. So, for example, if your kids uh, might have stumbled upon some uh, site that has an explicit con content, uh, this uh, this DNS server will block it as well. It will not allow them to uh, to continue and to open the site. And also the third service that they offer is um, like a web antivirus. So they have a list of sites that are malicious that might contain like malicious code that can compromise your computer that might infect your computer. So again, because they know which are their, which are these domains, uh, when you try to open uh, such site, you will see a warning that this site is malicious and you won't be able to continue. Uh, and, and this Can't is with, this. Nah, 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 nah. exactly. So this is with uh, essentially zero setup. You go to your router, you change your default DNS server to the server of AppGuard, or there are other services that offer that offer this as well. So once you do it, you have all of this out of the box. <clears throat> now the same company they do offer a self-hosted solution. So basically, you can. Uh, okay you can install your own DNS server, right? On your local, on your local network. Uh, and there are two main uh, products. One is uh, PyHole, which is very popular open source product. It's called PyHole because you can run it on Raspberry Pi. So Raspberry Pi for okay. people that are not familiar, that's a very small computer. It's, it, it, it can fit on your palm in terms of size. Um, it's very cheap, 20, 20 euro, something like this, even less. Uh, it, it runs on uh, from your USB. Uh, it's, it's USB powered. So you can plug it in your router and then you have, uh, you have a small computer. So basically you can install this, uh, this DNS server on that uh, Raspberry Pi. You don't need to buy expensive server or something like this. Uh, it's very good alternative. So this is uh, PyHole, and the other product is it's called AdGuard Home, and as you can imagine, it's coming from from the AdGuard uh, company. So again, it's it's a self-hosted DNS server. They have similar functionalities. I personally, at the moment, I'm using AdGuard because it has a lot of functionalities out of the box. I don't need to install plugins. I need. I don't need to make a lot of configurations, and for me, it's more user friendly. So you have the self-hosted version. Or I have the self-hosted version. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So why, uh, why, why I'm using the self-hosted version and not the and not the global one? Because I have more control. Okay. I mean, I can I can block specific sites, or for example, I specific services like. I can restrict Facebook for uh, some hours of the day, or I can restrict Instagram or Twitter or some other services. I, I was gonna ask you about that one. So you can restrict um, um, basically IP addresses over browser. You mentioned Facebook, for example, but uh, would IP that address with- Yes, or domains. That would that interfere with uh, the use of a mobile app? I don't think it will, but I'm curious. 
Uh, it will so if I, mean, I have if the, Facebook the Facebook app, app it, will it, it start it? No, okay. I, yeah, I was thinking about it. that because when 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 you mentioned uh, that um, you want to uh, restrict, for example, explicit sites, uh, contrary to to popular belief, my first uh, thoughts were regarding Twitter, uh, Reddit. And sites like this, very big social media sites, which predominantly, traditionally, their half of half of their uh, content and traffic is pornographic in nature. So you can't. Yeah. And they have they have apps. When it comes to traditional uh, pornographic sites, usually they do not have apps because nobody would want to actually download one and have it in their telephone. But for uh, social media sites, but wow, we're we're so we're a friendly, we're a child-friendly social media site, <laughs> and they're not. They're full of perverts. <laughs> you can do it. They will they will block it. I mean, there is actually a list of popular services, and you have a toggle to block it or unblock it. So there is Facebook, Twitter, oh. Snapchat, Skype, uh, Reddit, Cloudflare, Amazon, Twitch, YouTube, WhatsApp, Instagram, Netflix, and etc. And if you don't see the service there, you can, uh, you can always write your own rule. For example, let's say yeah, that yeah. you want to block abc.com. You just add abc.com and everything that there is a subdomain of abc.com or the main domain, everything will be, will be blocked. And can you also restrict like access based on the devices that connect to the internet from your network? So make rules, you said over Wi-Fi for specific devices. Yes, you can, you can restrict devices. You can restrict devices by IP. Uh, so uh, yeah, you, you, can, you can do it. You can, for example, say that your children's devices, uh, you can restrict their Facebook or their YouTube so you can personalize it. It's nice. uh, flexible in that way. And also you and have this status. Will, you get to keep your access to all the naughty sites. Yeah. Not, not your children. And this will <laughs> motivate your children to invest 25 euro in a Raspberry Pi with an external monitor. So they can, because uh, you can't restrict. Any, anytime you restrict that one, it just switches with a colleague or sells it and buys a new one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know. Um, yeah, I mean, at least it will well, motivate you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. exactly. self-hosting. That's, that's this. This is the main topic. You want them to 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 be highly motivated to learn this stuff. <laughs> yeah, because there, are, of course, there are ways to bypass it. Uh, and uh, but as you said, you're motivating them to see how it works why it works that way uh, and you know find uh, find the bypass it's not easy i mean if you do it right it's not easy to bypass i mean on, on mobile devices you can switch to 3g and then you bypass it uh, i was going quite, to say that 4g uh, 5g especially oh, yeah. for people 4G, like, 5G. Uh, in uh, in romania not only I have an unlimited plan, which is dirt yeah. cheap. And most of the time I use mobile data rather than Wi-Fi because it's faster. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, the Wi-Fi is lagging. So 
you can't I'm, really restrict um, I'm using it don't mainly for analytics <laughs> and uh, tracking prevention. So every time I'm on my local local network, uh, it works. I'm seeing less ads, and I'm it, it's not blocking everything, right? Because there are some ads that cannot be blocked. Otherwise, for example, you block the whole YouTube. <laughs> so that's that's not okay. Uh, but at least you're preventing most of the cross-site tracking. Uh, and when I'm on my network, I know that it's it's working. When I'm on 3G, yeah, but it's a small trade-off. You can always buy VPN, like a paid service, and always be on VPN on your phone. But for me, that's that's an overkill. Yeah. But um, does it impact like your experience online if you have like all this blocking? Might you miss like something? Or does it impact like your user sessions basically or being logged in in the website? Do you have to log in more frequently? Uh, no, no. It's just the way the way it does it. It's uh, a really low level. So basically, every domain that it thinks it's uh, it's a tracking service. It just doesn't allow your browser to open it, right? So um, even in private browsing, even in private browsing. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> it's it's just very low level. So, for example, if you open Google.com, uh, you will still be able to see some ads because they're directly from, from Google. Uh, but for example, for some of the ads, if you click on them, you won't be able to see them because when you click on an ad, you're not going through Google, you're going through adsense.google.com, for example. And this one is blocked. So you won't be able to open the, open the ad. And if, for example, you open a website that's, that has AdSense uh, ads, you are not gonna see uh, because it's uh, your browser. It's not gonna load the script for this, and and therefore it will not track you. Uh, essentially, for AdSense, it's like you never visited that site. Hmm, interesting. The same goes for analytics uh, software. You if I go to <laughs> yeah, if I go to a website that says implemented analytics.google.com. Uh, it wouldn't register me as a visitor. It wouldn't track me. Uh, it wouldn't. Um, on your site, if you look at the dashboard, you won't see my visit there. Mm -hmm. And I guess you, you, you get to lose on some promotions, but thinking back, I never bought like from anything promoted through any of the ads online even if i see a nice ad okay even if i see something like for for a product or service that i'm interested in i will still do my separate research on that product and i will find the best deal for me which typically involves buying from a different service or site mm -hmm. well uh, i personally so ads I'm are not... wasted on me <laughs> i'm not against uh, ads I just don't like tracking, right? Um, 
So uh, this was the reason that I installed AppGuard but because of the tracking. I'm, I'm okay with ads. Yeah. Wait, Ned, I'm, I'm, I'm confused. I'm super confused. You're against tracking, but you're no, married. No, in this... <laughs> That's tracking, it's, it's implied, tracking, you know. Extreme tracking. Where are you going? Where have you been? <laughs> I mean, there is a difference between tracking and extreme tracking. I'm fine with tracking because, yes, people, they like data, they, they like analytics, and, and that's fine. But this extreme tracking, for example, that you visit site A, B, C, and they're correlated, and they know which site you visit, how much time you spent, where you clicked, what did you do, what's your browser, what's your OS, what software do you installed, et cetera, and et cetera. Extreme, right? Uh, I don't like it. But a simple tracking that I visit site A, I spend five minutes, I got redirected, or I opened this and that pages, I'm fine with that. Um, but yeah. so I that was the main reason why it, it, it would be okay uh, like on this topic it, it's okay to have like a website or an online service having some information on you anonymous uh, anonymously but having so it can do some tailoring to your uh, mm -hmm. to what your, to your experience with it Performance. To, get more, to get more out of it uh, the thing is, like you said, what I don't like is when you have service A telling service B about you, and maybe you want mm -hmm. to use service B in a, in a different way, you want other content, and you, you start getting like a pigeonholed in the internet, everywhere it's recursive. you go, you get to see the same thing, and you, you see mm -hmm. like, and, and it's really funny, like for, for example, I am haunted by purses and shoes on my on my mm -hmm. devices because my wife visits <laughs> certain <laughs> shoes and uh, <laughs> and purses websites and it's everywhere and even my brother he gets to see what yeah. what my wife is and he's not in the same network not the same network not the same ip we don't share devices yeah uh is maybe one time i connected with my phone at, at his house mm. and made the connection so it's really it's, it's, it's not like, that you connected on my uh facebook account in your browser that because you also. wanted to see uh something uh, that might also be the one and it, it, it's, us. it's really strange because now it's like if i search for something uh my brother calls me up and says hey are you looking for a new laptops or are you looking for a new mm. refrigerator or uh, are you planning on buying this it's like any <laughs> any kind of research i do he gets to see it and <laughs> Yeah, and that's not cool. I mean, I, it's not cool at all. I did something different. I read something online some time ago concerning uh, ads because because go to most websites you, you you get a lot of ads, and somebody suggested said, "Hey, it's not a problem that you get ads, but you should have a say in what ads you get. So if you ever see something that you like, click on that ad, so you always get those ads." The, the suggestion that person made is purely for his own, I, I suppose his might be she, her own preference. She liked uh, lingerie ads because who doesn't like to look at beautiful people, you know, in revealing clothes. And he said, like, I always click on them. And those are the only ads I get anywhere I go <laughs> on the Internet. 
It's like, and I never have to buy. It's like, I don't get political ads, which I hate. I don't get a lot of other stupid ads. I was like, well, that yeah. works too. You can also tailor <laughs> make like your internet. If yeah. you take a do a little due diligence and, and like a little bonsai, you make sure it grows in the right, right direction. Yeah, and it can be anything. It can be gardening, for example, or, or scenic pictures. Yeah. Wallpapers. Doesn't matter. You can pick something that wouldn't hurt your eyesight anytime you see it. And basically teach the algorithm into thinking that you're close to buying that and it will always show you that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's another way of uh, doing it. I personally have noticed that uh, once I type a product that I want to buy, once I buy the product, I keep getting the, the ads for that product. Even Which is though stupid because I, I already have it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so, you, you you still keep getting like emails and ads from the from the company you bought the product from, which is really discouraging. <laughs> they're not smart at all about yeah. it. I think they're playing the ad. Well, I used to be very very uh, uh, cynic and uh, skeptic about how uh, people op operate and uh, give them more credit to their capabilities than they actually have. I used to I used to believe that. I was thinking like they can't be this stupid. They're probably acting like a fool to to let you know that they're not tracking you. Uh -huh. we, we don't know you made this purchase. That's why we keep uh, showing you the ads for what you purchased, wink, wink. But in true facts, they probably have no clue. <laughs> Actually, no clue. Um, well, uh, either way, I think that tracking should be much more simplified. So. I'm really glad that uh, Apple, they've started this, uh, you know, uh, tracking policy in, in iOS. Uh, I know that Facebook are very mad about this. They're not happy about, uh, about, about that policy. So I'm interested to see what, how, how the story will develop. But uh, well, in general... It, it, it makes sense because, you know, Apple's biggest... Uh, uh, market is or one of the largest part of the market is the European Union uh, but uh, for Facebook it's not Facebook makes way more money out of the US rather than the EU so it's uh, like a small conflict of interest Apple is more willing to to adhere to uh, privacy laws as dictated and mandated by the lar sing largest single market in the world uh, it's complicated. They also want to protect uh, their own data and not share it with others because they realize there's a lot of potential data and value. Uh, because they said we're not going to share it, but as since that we're not collecting it <laughs> and using it somehow. Uh, yeah. And they know like everybody wants uh, Apple users because usually they have more money to spend. Um, mm. So they're they're better buyers, higher basically. higher value targets. Yeah. Yes, and they want uh, Apple wants to monetize their user base themselves. They don't want to give access to others to their user base. They want to take all the money themselves. Basically, it's not like oh my god, we love it so much. It's it, just because our interest and their self interest uh, has an intersection point doesn't mean. Uh, uh, it's a full overlap or uh, yeah. for the same or it happens for the same reasons if down the line it becomes like really profitable for them to start selling all the data they're collecting they're gonna do it 
probably not even tell us about it. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be surprised, and I'm not trying to single out Apple. It can be with any great, any big tech company that has oh, yeah. a lot of uh, users. But when I say users, I mean people that um, register accounts with credit cards and make purchases. For me, those are actual users. All the other ones are pretend users. And uh, when it comes to these companies, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, in 10, 15 years or maybe even sooner a switch into uh, classic world style uh, businesses like insurance, uh, medical and stuff like this, where all the data they collected on their previous accounts will start to be very relevant to make, uh, oh, yeah. make these types of stuff. That would actually scare me. If I see uh, like Amazon going into medical insurance, <laughs> that, that mm. would really scare me. Or Apple, you can, can you imagine? <laughs> you know, you know. I I like Apple products. I won't say I'm not a fanboy. I like them, but I the way they they go about uh, cornering the market, so to speak. I wouldn't want them to be my to be my medical insurer. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I would like for them to have like a viable competitor. I think it will be it will be best. Competition is always the same uses, yeah. Exactly. Uh, but, well, we can just hope that <laughs> another company will rise. Yeah, hope for the best. Yeah. And now moving on to monitoring. Yeah, now moving how on to set up monitoring. How do you self-host your monitoring and yeah. how what are the benefits of having monitoring? Yeah. So, oh, one point that uh, actually we forgot to mention on, on hosting your own DNS server is that uh, usually the connections for the, D, for the DNS server are not secured. You know, when you, when you open your bank account on your website and they're telling you this is a secure connection, no one can hack it. Uh, well, with the okay. DNS, that's not the case. I mean, your internet provider uh, or anyone that's uh, in the middle <clears throat> can see what sites you are opening. Uh, and they are not companies that, that they are harvesting this data. And again, they're selling you ads and, uh, and et cetera. Oh, yeah. So with it's your big own... business for uh, internet providers to do this. Yes, yes. On, so on with your slide. own, yeah. on, uh, on, with your own DNS server, you can enable the option of uh, encrypted DNS. So basically, uh, your router will uh, send all DNS requests in encrypted format, just like your banking website. So no one in between will know what sites or services uh, you're using. So that's another... will be able to decode uh, your exactly. requests. Nice. They That's know that you made requests. They might know how long the request uh, took place, but they don't know where, when, what. Well, they know when. They don't know where, or for what exactly. purpose. Exactly. So that's uh, that's really cool. I mean, the internet is going towards that direction anyway with encrypted DNS, but they're just not very popular yet. It is, it is the same with encrypted websites. Now you have a warning on your Chrome if you open an unencrypted website. You know, 10 years ago, 99% of the websites were unencrypted. You know, only the bank software and some high profile sites were using encryption. The same will happen yeah. with DNS, but until it happens, you can always use uh, that 
self-hosted server to to do the trick and you have a nice statistic so when you open the pyhole or adguard uh, server you can see uh, which ips from your network have the highest uh, internet usage uh, how many uh, uh, websites were blocked due to tracking uh, how many uh, malware or phishing sites were blocked and so on so you have a nice uh, stats that you can uh, that you can look at. So and for um, married people out there, you can get the heads up uh, in case your spouse is looking for a good divorce lawyer. <laughs> well, you, you only see domains. So if you see a domain name, how to get a divorce.com, then yeah, <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can make that assumption. But uh, you start you spying don't... on your family. You don't let others, but you do. That's it how it and... works. You became the thing you swore to destroy. You are my brother. <laughs> so uh, there is another feature now that you mention it. You can, you can disable locks. So you will not see any reports uh, and, and there will be no locks on your DNS server. Nobody so needs to know. <laughs> yeah, so you can do that as, you can do that as well. But what if some, some one of your services falls? So what Just I like, do, whoops. So if the, if, if the DNS server falls, basically you have no internet because all the devices are trying to resolve these domain names and they're getting an error. Okay. Uh, so what I've done is I've just put the second DNS server, the original one of my internet provider as, as a, a second DNS, as a backup. So if my first one, the AdGuard one is down, uh, the computer the automatically will, the router will automatically redirect to the second one. But I'm guessing you have some sort of uptime uh, monitor to to let you know if you know something. Falls. Exactly. Yeah. So this this is this was the second topic that uh, I wanted to share with you guys because as you can imagine, I have uh, quite a few self-hosted services. So oh, yeah. I wanna I wanna know when a service goes down, uh, which is not so often, but it happens, you know, from uh, from time to time. So there are a lot of uh, paid alternate, a lot of paid solutions uh, like Uptime Robot. It's very popular, or, or Uptime.com. I mean, you can just write Uptime Services, and you have a, a bunch of websites that are, you know, giving you very easy access to monitor uh, your own infrastructure or to monitor some other services. So, for example, you go to uptime robot you register and i think for free you can monitor up to 10 up to 10 services so basically you enter for example enough. yeah you enter your domain uh, your your domain of your mail uh, for example the domain of your uh, file hosting you can even monitor google if you like and so you get uh, alerts if uh, if google is down for for some reason um, and after that, you pay their different price models. So you pay maybe five or 10 bucks a month to add more services. There is another uh, service provider that what they do is, uh, I think every, every check costs you 0 0.01 cents. So essentially, 
if you have 10 services and you do check them every hour uh, per month, you pay, you pay less more. than... You pay more, but it's like five dollars or something like this. That's so okay. it's not, yeah, it's okay. And if you if you reduce the time that you check, for example, you check every five hours, for example, that's even less, uh, even less. Not paranoid at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but since I'm fan <laughs> of self hosting, are you sure they're up like five hours? A lot of time. They were up so, when yeah, I asked that's... you last time. Is, are they up now? <laughs> that's a lot of time but feeling. <laughs> some people are actually using this to track promotions by the way because uh, you oh, can add a specific so you can add a specific word and if there is a specific word on that website you get an alert for example you can uh, every time that uh, your favorite site has a promotion they add discount to the to the title well, now the we're board. talking about something with real world applicability tell me more yeah. ned because this sounds really interesting have you used it ever i use another uh, service for that uh, not up time it's not self-hosted <laughs> uh, but actually yes yet. it's 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 self-hosted it's a plugin on my browser so my browser is checking uh different web pages for change of content and it's uh, really cool so it's called did she uh, visual... post a new picture today yes she did <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i mean for that it's instagram or facebook so they will be very happy to send you a lot of notifications so no need to install third party no thank uh, you <laughs> no, no thank you <laughs> so what's so the I biggest use... discount you got uh, in terms of Best percentage, you found no yes, percentage. Well, percentage, yeah, 20 30 percent. But it's so what I do is I find a product that I know that it will get discounted, you know, once, once in a while, every product gets discounted. And if I'm not in a rush to buy a product, uh, I use that uh, browser plugin, it's called Visual Pink. I go to the site. Uh, there is a button to monitor this web page. I even can click on a on an element on the, on the page. So I usually click on on the price, and then uh, every minute it will monitor uh, whether this price will change. And if it change, uh, I get an alert. Ned, if we had started the episode with this bit of information, we would have had a spike in downloads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's uh, and in, sometimes I add a product, I forget about it, and then in a month time I get a notification with a really cool promotion, and I say, oh yeah, let's uh, let's buy it. It works also for out of stock. For example, if something is out of stock and you wanna receive notification, it's is the same thing. Uh, so it's really it's really handy. Uh, but for monitoring, I use another uh, another service, uh, which is, as you said, uh, it's uh, self-hosted. Uh, it's really easy to install. Uh, again, it's using Docker. Uh, so if I, I've installed it on DigitalOcean. So something really important if you're gonna self-host 
your monitoring service, the first rule is not to install that software on the server that you are monitoring. Because if down. the server is down, you're not going to receive a notification. So the monitoring uh, also is down. Exactly, exactly. So I've uh, Good I've used I've used DigitalOcean. Uh, I have a server that I pay five dollars uh, per month. I host other services there as well. So I've um, I've configured this uh, monitor, this uptime service. I can add unlimited services that I can check. It, it is also checking my certificates. So if, if a certificate expires, I will get a notification as well. And it's very robust because you can configure email, SMS, uh, push notification, even chat notification. Uh, and the one that I'm using it's, uh, is Telegram. So every time my server is down, I get a Telegram message on my phone. And every time the server goes up, I also get I also get a follow-up uh, message on, on Telegram. So that's uh, and do you get a lot uh, of messages? Really um, no, sometimes um, I get a message because uh, at this specific time when the service was checked, there was a higher delay. Uh, because of the internet connection. So it registered it as a, as a server down. Uh, but every time I check the server is up and running. Um, so I don't get a lot of, I don't get a lot of notifications, but I sleep better at night when I know that if the server is down, uh, I will get, uh, I'll get an alert. You and also you before, can... Yeah. <laughs> full of yeah. <laughs> Well, you it's, know it's, that. that's why I didn't get the email. I, I can I can almost see see the way the notifications work. Hey Ned, how are you doing? It's going down. What's going down? Your email said it's going down. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours later, follow up. Hey Ned, what's up? You know what's up? Your email is back up again. <laughs> well, this is uh, quite yeah. This is how it works. This is how it works. It sends you one message when the service is down. And then another message once the service is up and it says what was the time that the service was done. Uh, oh my god, this service is such a roller coaster. <laughs> but uh, as we talked about uh, about email, I do have a backup server. So if my main server is down, all the emails are collected oh, to yes. lose another nothing. one. So exactly, exactly. So and also you can see the uptime once you click on a service. You can see the percentage of uh, of the uptime, so that's uh, really nice. Yeah, so you know, like you can focus like on which service, cell phone service, you should work on to improve it a little bit. Yeah, if you had issues in the past. Yeah, yeah. If, you know, yeah. if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So if a service never fails, leave it as is. And if you do some modification and it starts failing, that would, that would be a pretty good indicator where to start fixing. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, uh, th that's actually for anybody listening, the, the uptime monitoring part. I think you just alleviated their number one fear when it comes to self-hosting. Well, yeah, it's true. People might worry about, you know, uh, is it difficult? Can I do it? But, you know, 
turns out it's pretty easy and they can go on your blog and check uh, instructions, you know, step-by-step -step instructions, probably some pictures involved also to oh, how yeah. to do it. Yeah, and with Docker, you know, it's, it's straightforward. It's Even for people who, who never worked, you know, it's a couple of lines of commands. You just copy, pay, copy them from the blog, paste them in, you know, and it runs and it does everything and you check for the response. But the uptime part, it's actually the second and the most important uh, thing that people would worry about because when you're talking about professionals and I can't yeah, know, I can, I can host my own email service out of my own computer, but mm -hmm. if it fails, what am I going to do? But turns out you don't have to worry about that either. Yeah. Or you need to retrieve some documents or want to upload some documents and uh, your service is really spotty. So it's not good. Yeah. There are plenty of ways to check. They're easy to install, easy to use. And funny enough, gives you way more data than you will give to other internet providers yeah. and companies and blogs. And sites. If you hunt <laughs> for some uh, discounts, you're going to recoup all your money you invested in self-hosting. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So actually you've made that you've made like self-hosting to pay for itself. Profitable actually. Yes. <laughs> you can say it. Yeah. But if people want to check out tutorials and, uh, you know, listening to, to the podcast is amazing, but it's amazing to get an idea of uh, what to do, why you should do something and where to look if you want to go into it. It's not that great to follow hand-step-by-step hand, uh, -step instructions. So if they want to actually start committing to this, uh, how can they go about doing that? You mentioned the website yes. and some tutorials. Yeah, so I've started. I started a blog. Uh, it's uh, selfhosted.myhub.io. So that's selfhosted.myhub.io, and uh, there Yo. for every io, yeah, and every for every topic that we've discussed, there will be an article, a detailed article on how to do it yourself, step by step instructions. Uh, I I like to keep it simple. So for, for example, for, for the monitoring part, it will take you less than one hour to set it up if you follow the instructions. And I plan to add more tutorials on how to uh, you know, self-host different services, how to support them. And you can always ping me on, on the site, ask, ask me a question if you have some issues with with the software that you're trying to self-host, uh, I'm always, uh, you know, happy to happy to help. That sounds like a plan, and that's what people should and will do. And just to encourage them about how easy it is, and it's not work work. Um, most all of this you can do, you know, while enjoying a glass of wine. Yeah, yeah, and you learn. So, you learn a lot. Of how things and work. New skills and uh, maybe launch a new career. Yeah, why not? Why not? So yeah. check out the website. I will also add links in the episode show notes. And uh, have no fear. If we want to reach out to Ned, he'll be more than happy to to answer and reach back to you. On our side, it's been a pleasure having Ned on this journey, on this self-hosting journey, which blew our minds and actually opened our, our 
vision on what can be done with self-hosting. It's been and how amazing. to go about it, and which is, which is the it, yes. most important part, I think. Uh, it's been amazing. Thank you, Ned, for that. Thank you. Thank you, guys. It was amazing for me as well. Awesome. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. That was today's episode. Tune in daily. Rate, like, subscribe and share please. Oh, you can find further info and materials in the show notes on techyleadership.com, including links to the guest book recommendations.